This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Taylor on from Techstars, and they have built a fantastic accelerator. Uh, and, and this class that we're going to be talking about today um, is all, you know, workforce uh, related. And uh, I can't wait to kind of talk a little bit about that, what the decision making was that about that. And they've got a demo day coming up. Uh, on the 11th that we're going to talk a little bit about as well. So, Taylor, without any further ado, would you both introduce yourself and introduce Techstars? Wonderful. William, thank you for having me on. It's it's a pleasure. Really appreciate uh, the opportunity to share what we're working on with, with your listeners and your audience. So, I'm the Managing Director of the Techstars Workforce Development Accelerator. And just to make sure that we uh, provide the full view, you know, Techstars is the worldwide network that helps entrepreneurs succeed. Um, it was founded in 2016, um, and we really focus on helping entrepreneurs create a better world for everyone. Um, we believe that collaboration drives innovation, um, and great ideas can come from anywhere. And so, you know, you mentioned the accelerator program that I'm responsible for leading, but we actually have over 45 of those um, around the world, uh, helping entrepreneurs uh, get to do exactly what the word is, accelerate. And we also support communities other ways. We have Startup Weekend, Startup Week. Um, but for us at the Workforce Program, uh, our stated mission is enabling human potential through work. So we have a group of 12 companies that are in our current class doing just that. Love it. Straight. Um, well, first of all, just great work. And Techstars has such a wonderful brand. And and um, the work that you're doing with Workforce is is right up my alley personally. And it's also up the, uh, the alley for all of our listeners because they care about all things kind of human people, talent, HR, uh, talent acquisition related. So why don't we talk a little bit about this class and take people into each of the, uh, each of the startups? Wonderful. So yeah, we, we had a really amazing, fun, and also challenging process to select this class. And it was challenging because there were so many great founders out there doing um, impressive work in this space. Uh, we had to end up selecting 10 companies that went through. Uh, and you know that will conclude with our demo day, which is actually on February 11th and coming up. And hopefully we can throw a link to that into your show notes or uh, whatever the best place is because it's open to the public. And we welcome anyone to come join us that's interested in this workforce space. But we, uh, we selected those 10 companies that will present a demo day. We also are a little unique compared to other Techstars programs because all Techstars Accelerator programs have those 10 companies for each class, but we also included two uh, nonprofits. Um, and that was very much a decision in, uh, within our partnership group because for this program, we're partners with Zoma Lab, um, Strata Education Network and Colorado Thrives. And as a group, we looked at the ecosystem and we said, the workforce space is about companies, it's about employees, but it's also about all the nonprofits and the interaction that occurs across these lines of different types of organizations. So we actually have 12, two of them are nonprofits. 
Um, would it be helpful for me to zoom in on a, a few of the, the companies and nonprofits to share a little more? I would love that. Absolutely. Great. So one that I want to talk about is um, FutureFit AI. It's a reskilling, outskilling, and upskilling platform. And they partner with employers and governments. And I, I really like the way they talk about what their product is. It's a GPS to help individuals navigate their career transitions. And so the people that they, they work with are most commonly the, the companies um, or the governments that are responsible for some level of support to employees, whether it's you know, a, a reskilling or an upskilling mm -hmm. opportunity within an organization. But also, you know, if one thing is true, we know that uh, you know, there's been an acceleration of job loss, rehiring, and also people changing careers. And that leads to outskilling opportunities, which doesn't have to be something where there's just no support or, you know, an employee doesn't know what's next. Something like Future Fit can step in and be that guiding element that where a company actually provides support of, hey, I was previously, uh, you know, a, a factory manager, but maybe my future isn't being a factory manager. How do I know where I can get to from here? What are the steps and resources and education and training I need to get there on that path? And also, what will that mean for me? You know, like what, what does that new career mean in terms of earning potential, et cetera? So it's this very high power, impressive, um, you know, database driven concept of over 350 million profiles of successful career transitions and not just successful, but all career transitions powering this artificial intelligence that puts power in the hands of individual employees, which is what I believe great companies and, you know, government leaders want. So I'm really excited about what FutureFit AI is doing. I'm so glad that you started there because again, it isn't just the for-profits that we, we all think of. It's, it's kind of a community, right? And there's a bunch of people that do great work in the nonprofit sector that also help facilitate growth and they facilitate careers. So it totally makes sense. I'm, and I'm glad that y'all took them on to think of them like a startup, you know, and think of them with, and, and build some of that infrastructure. Cause a lot of, a lot of nonprofits, I mean, I actually have a background in that space, so I can speak about this. They, they lack some of that superstructure of that infrastructure. They have a lot of passion, yeah. but they lack some of that basic business, basic business acumen. So I'm so glad that y'all decided to take a couple of those on and take them to market. Yeah. One of, one of those nonprofits that we brought on is, advanced edu uh, they're based here in denver colorado where, where i live um, and they're building uh what's a hybrid college uh, have, are, are you familiar with the concept of a hybrid college well i am but let's make sure that the audience uh is yeah. as well so let's start well yeah go ahead go ahead and give us the overview well and the reason i ask is i knew a little bit about it but getting the opportunity to work with lauren trent the ceo there and that team has really been an education for me on the hybrid college which is such an exciting idea and evolution of education, because what it does is it takes the core elements of education, you know, the, uh, what courses do I need to take? How do I get a degree? But then combines it with what are the wraparound services and support that ensure that the student is going to make it from the starting line to the finish line. And for many students, especially if you look at, you know, the Colorado as a, as a microcosm of what it, what I believe also really resonates nationally. Um, the, you know, the majority of students graduating high school, especially if you look at the public high school systems are not going to go on to get a college degree. Right. And that means that there is a lack of access to economic mobility that, you know, I, I think most Americans can say is should be baked in as an option 
for students when they graduate high school. And so when you look at a hybrid college, they say, what are some of the challenges that are facing those students that might not be matriculating through? Is it access to transportation? Is it access to childcare? Is it flexibility in the course uh, sort of approach and how they're building towards getting that degree? Is it introducing connections to employers earlier in the journey so that graduation isn't just a cliff that you fall off of, it's rather a, a part of the destination towards building a career that's meaningful and supports you. Um, the other thing that I absolutely love about their model is they focus on success coaches um, and that direct integrated support of someone that can be an accountability partner that really understands where the student's coming from can make all the difference in the world for completion and translation of education into long-term career opportunity. I, I love that because it also feeds the corporate interest of, of becoming you know more tuned less tone deaf, I guess, uh, around being more inclusive, more diverse, et cetera. So if we're helping people, you know, coming out of high school uh, in a better, more enriched way, then it's going to help everyone kind of post high school, <laughs> post college, it's going to help them with uh, more opportunities uh, in places that they would have never thought about. And also it's a way for us to reach talent that we probably would have never reached out to. So I, I love that. Love that play. Yeah, 100%. And you're exactly right. You know, and that's a lot of what Lauren, the CEO talks about is if you look at the demographics of the students that are not finding those matriculation paths, it is disproportionately um, um, communities of color uh, right. and in communities with less economic mobility currently. And so that's, those are the bridges we need to build in this world. I love that. Love that. Okay. Next. What do we got uh, next? Yeah, I, was, I, I thought it'd be fun to talk about Honest Jobs. Uh, it's led by a CEO and founder, um, Harley Blakeman. Uh, who is just the sort of founder that as, you know, an accelerator managing director, you just exci get excited to work with and lead. Honest Jobs is helping people with criminal records find employment fast. So they are supporting, you know, the formerly incarcerated, the justice involved populations, which is approximately 9% of the U.S. population. So we're talking about millions upon millions of people mm -hmm. um, that have, you know, that as part of, you know, their identity when they show up to an interview. And so what Honest Jobs is doing is um, they're helping those employers that are embracing that employment of people that have been justice involved is important. It's critical. It's not just sort of a socially good thing to do because we right. know that part of a, a healthy functioning society and the reality we live in, but also there are major opportunities in an underemployed segment of the population to find great team members that can be the fuel to your organization being successful and having a competitive advantage. And so what they do is they help companies think more specifically to say, what jobs am I looking to fill? And what criminal histories and records would I be open to those people having? Versus just like, am I open, in, you know, open to hiring people that are formerly um, incarcerated? Yes, no. That leads to just a bunch of resumes piling up and people right. are not sure what jobs they can actually fit into. Right. So Honest Jobs helps companies unpack that. They help the people that have the criminal records find the jobs that they actually have a shot at getting because there's nothing more you know, just disappointing and demoralizing as the job seeker than just constantly getting rejected. Right. So by building that match, they're creating a really high powered platform for getting that employment fast. The other thing that's really neat about what they're doing, they're partnering and exploring the opportunities to really integrate with the local government level that's responsible for the re-entry of those justice-involved individuals into the community so that their employment um, software can actually support 
the state or local county level officials, whether they're parole officers or parole board leaders, so that it's all integrated in. And those people, right as they transition out, are getting a first look into the companies that are ready to hire them. And it just closes that gap because the time that people remain unemployed after leaving um, you know, the, the judicial system and being in prison is really long. And that, right. and that just exacerbates the problem. So yeah. it's beautiful from an employment perspective. It's great from an employer um, perspective that wants to do more work and make progress in this space and believes that that can be part of their company mission. Most importantly, it's changing lives for the people that were previous, you know, that were justice involved. I love that. It's, it's another way to look at inclusion. Another way that we should be as employers, we should look at inclusion. It's giving second chances and it makes great sense from a workforce perspective. And also, I mean, societally, uh, the quicker they get on and and start doing productive work, the the lower the recidivism rate, right? So exactly. the less chance or opportunity that they will have to then fall back into the system. So uh, it helps everybody. It's not just it doesn't just help that company that hires them, which of course they would help them. Um, but I, I love that. I love it from an inclusion perspective because it's something that we don't talk as often as we talk about other other groups uh, about. So I love that. Good call. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Honest jobs. So the, the next one I thought that would be fun to share some about is um, mentor spaces. The founder and CEO is a gentleman named Chris Motley. Um, and he and his team are just building the company that I think needs to exist in this world. Um, and that's, and that's honestly the thought that went through my head when I got to know Chris and really understand it, understood what he was working on. It's a virtual mentorship community for the emerging black and Latinx professionals to help companies scale their diversity and inclusion efforts, and also helps advance the careers internally um, for those companies of underrepresented minorities. So it's kind of a mouthful, but let's unpack what this is. If, if a student who's ready to graduate or look at what the career opportunities that's from that Black and Latinx community um, doesn't have access to see what they can become, and that's the words from Chris that have always really mm -hmm. imprinted on me. It's, it's hard to you know, imagine what you can become if you can't see it, right? And so Chris has really embraced that as a core element to what he's building as a product and a community. Students can jump on and be immediately connected with mentors in areas that they want to explore for their career whether, you know, lots of different directions, whether that's finance, whether that's technology, you know, any area. And they get connected into these groups in mentor spaces. That, that's kind of the play on the name there that where people are talking about that. Hey, how do I get started in a finance career? How do I get started in a law career? Um, and then the question is, where do the mentors from come from? And that's the beautiful thing about the solution. They come from the companies that I think are almost all companies today, at least the ones embracing the moment as they should saying, right. we need, we need to do better. We need to improve how we are bringing a diverse population of employees in that reflects the communities that we serve and the client bases that we serve. So the companies actually provide the mentors. And what that does is it provides the young people looking for, how do I get started with an answer from diverse voices already in the places they're trying to get to. For the companies, this is a way for their employee base to engage in the community, give back to the community, which we know great employers care about deeply. And the beautiful thing is that at the least, great mentor connections are built so that people can see what they can become. At best, it also builds relationships that might lead to a mentor mm -hmm. saying, I found, my, I found the next great employee for our department. That's right. And, yeah. and that, that creates a pull into these companies in the most beautiful way. Well, and, and for the kids, 
I say the kids, it's all for the children, Taylor, uh, for the, for the folks that, you know, I say early in one's career, they don't know what they don't know. And so, uh, I mean, it, it is one of those things to talk to somebody that maybe has done it and got there for whatever route that they took, they can kind of say, okay, here's how, here's my path. And here's how I think that most people in the industry that get to this job, this is how they do it. Uh, And here's how you should, if you're really pursuing this, here's a couple of the things. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like common sense, but it's, it's not done. It's not done well. Uh, There's not a refinement to it. And uh, I love it. Again, it's another way to attack a very real problem that we have as a society and communities. And then, you know, the, we can try and want to fix diversity, inclusion, belonging, equity, and equality, but if we're not doing some of these other programmatic things, we're not going to get there. Yeah. So uh, I love I, I love this as well. So all right, next, what's on the list? Yeah. Next one that I thought I'd share something about is Tassel Software. Um, mm-hmm. The founder Irving is just such a passionate believer that there's an opportunity to bring a better form of support to community college students. Um, he's, he's walked this path. That's why it's such a powerful solution coming from someone who understands it and gets it. You know, community colleges are such a core element of our education system at a national level. They don't get enough attention. They don't get enough um, solutions offered to them from the broader market. Um, And, you know, if we look at the broader economic trends within the country of, you know, uh, where do we have gaps you know, that sort of middle skill gap that is commonly discussed. One of the great solution spaces is how do community colleges provide a better experience for students so that they're just, you know, better, better throughput so that those people can get great careers. Um, so, you know, there's this opportunity to connect the dots. And that's what Irv says. And I really like it. It's that so many people entering community college just show up, mm-hmm. don't have a lot of support, don't have, once again, it's some of the same things we were talking about with mentor spaces, but it's how do you look into the future is the, is the way that you can optimize for the choices you make now. But if you've never done it and you're, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a young student or an older student, doesn't matter, just a student without the support, it's really hard to make good choices. Tassel software helps community college students build a pathway through community college so that they can successfully get to the degree or certification they want and that that plan is connected with a career. It's not, hey, I, this sounds fun, I'll just study that. No, I'm gonna study this to get this job, which sounds so simple. And, and like there are lots of offerings out there about, hey, you know, degree planning and all of those things that the market has some of those, but the connection with what is the outcome? Right. What employers are actually gonna be really excited and be knocking down my door to hire me at the end of this? No one's providing that. And that's what Herb's building with Tassel Software. It helps the students, it helps the colleges support their students, and it provides as an access point for those employers that are like, where are the great people I need to hire? Just, just send them to me. But those connective tissue elements aren't there and we need to help connect the dots. And that's what Herb is doing at Tassel. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we've been through four, which means that you have eight other organizations. We probably don't have enough time to go through all eight of those. Um, the, the website uh, we're going to link back to, but just, just so, so people uh, can look at it on their own. Um, what's the best way just to get to the basic website? 
Yeah. So um, the Techstars Workforce Development Accelerator has its own website under mm-hmm. techstars.com. Okay. Um, for for lack of you know reading off a long uh, a long <laughs> URL, I won't do that to you or your audience. What I'll say is go to techstars.com because from there you can take a look under the um, startups. It'll give you a whole listing of all the accelerators, including uh-huh. our Techstars Workforce Development Accelerator. But the other thing I'm going to say is. While you're there, take a peek around at some of the others. We're not like, well, we focus on this. Um, I want to highlight some other programs that are doing great work that I think your audience will be excited about. Um, the Techstars Anywhere program, which is a virtually run accelerator. All of us are running virtually, of course, right at this moment, but they've been running a virtual accelerator for years. Um, the managing director, Ryan Cooter, has focused his class on a, um, a, a future world that is based in remote work which I know probably a lot of your listeners are thinking about, how does that apply yeah. to me? How does oh, that yeah. apply to my organizations? He has an entire class of 10 other companies that are also focused in that space. So take a look at workforce development, take a look at the Techstars Anywhere program in their class. I think it'll be really exciting for your listeners. Awesome. Now, uh, two more things I know that we wanted to talk about. One is Demo Day. So for those that have never, in, in, in <laughs> they've never interacted with Demo Day, what is Demo Day with these 12 organizations? What is Demo Day going to look like for them and for the audience? Yeah, uh, thank you for asking the question. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, more than anything, for the Techstars Workforce Development Accelerator, we're thinking of Demo Day as a convening of community. And it is an opportunity to bring together people that care about workforce, people that care about education, ed tech, people that care about uh, the future of work and um, you know, employment solutions in the HR tech space um, to celebrate how entrepreneur-led innovation is a critical element to what we're all trying to achieve, which I believe is you know, greater economic mobility, greater corporate success, um, and just you know, our economy being vibrant um, and a great place for, you know, that there's a great place for every employee. So there will be each of these companies giving a pitch to share their snapshot view of this is what we're trying to change in the world. This is what we're doing it. And they'll each give you an opportunity to say, here's how you can join us in our mission. And it's, it's really a lot of fun. You'll learn a lot from it. It'll be entertaining. Um, and then we'll also have an hour of it that's just open networking opportunity to meet other people once again, because this program is new, right? This year is the first year that we ran it. But Workforce development is not new by any stretch. And we have a lot of respect for this community that has you know, very much embraced us and allowed us to step in and be a part of it because there are amazing people that have been working for years, if not decades, to solve the hard problems of workforce development. And our goal is to just make sure we're, we're adding you know, a, another you know, ounce of effort to solving the big problems out there. So the next class, of course, we're talking about this class uh, and uh, in demo day being on the, uh, the 11th, but the next class, you're already thinking on some level, you're thinking about what's next in the next class. What's the process and deadlines and things that you're looking for in that next cl- you know, cluster or, or uh, grouping of companies? I guess, yeah. what do you call them? Do you call them graduating classes or yeah, cohorts? We- we, we refer to them as classes. Classes. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's, that's the tech stars term. Okay. And it, uh, you know, it's, it will open up in, um, let's see here. It, we're looking at May. Mm-hmm. And so all of the applications will actually be open on May 10th 
of this year. So um, anyone that has interests that is building a new venture in this space of everything from education and to workforce development to future of work, we welcome applications to our program starting on May 10th. Um, and then we'll kick off the program in November. So similar cycle to what we did for this one. And we'll have some great community events and speaker series as we go through the summer to just try to um, you know, catalyze the community and bring people together around this. And the other thing I would say is, you know, uh, even if it's if that timing or our program isn't the perfect fit for you, Techstars has a lot of other accelerators led by great teams. Um, so, you know, look at that there's other um, deadline dates for applying to other programs coming up as well. It's a big ecosystem. We put founders first before everything else. Um, and our goal is to make sure that any founder that's looking for the support from an accelerator program, we will route you and get you to the right place in our ecosystem to make sure that you are getting the greatest opportunity to you know, apply, be seen, be a part of it. Um, we really want everyone to feel as, and know that our doors are open. Love that. And uh, the next class, will it be uh, IRL? Will it be uh, going through the system, going through the classes, going through uh, and being in person? Or will it be hybrid, remote? What will will the model look like? Great question. We have the the honest answer is we we haven't decided yet. Right. Um, right. The original plan was this was going to be an in person IRL program, uh, but of course that was derailed by the very real (laughs) murder hornets. Yeah. All 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 of the the challenges that humanity has been working through globally. Sure. Um, So there is a desire to return to in person programming. So that's the goal. And I hope that most importantly, we're able to consider that as an option on the table, because that would be a great reflection that, you know, immunizations and safety of global health has significantly changed. I love that. Last question before we go is, uh, and I know people will want to know where as an entrepreneur or building out an idea or concept or, or whatever, where should they be in kind of their maturity? Is it, you know, napkin stage? Is it they've already got an MVP? They've already got maybe a little bit of revenue or they've got a team? Like, uh, I know there's not probably one sweet spot, but where, where do you, where do you, where does Techstars really thrive uh, in terms of their maturity? Yeah, to your point, there's actually a pretty wide swath because right. we try to be very flexible in supporting everything from what you described, that napkin stage, that idea, um, all the way through having built a you know minimum viable product to having some early traction, so we can be really effective in delivering exactly what the name is acceleration um, through all those stages. And you know there are different sort of approaches, program to program. Sometimes they focus a little earlier, or some a little bit later. Or some go for a mix. So the point is. If you're anywhere in that range, you should think of Techstars in our support VR accelerator programs as a solution. Awesome. Well, brother, thank you so much for the time. Uh, I, I absolutely appreciated talking ab- about this. And also, I can't wait to see Demo Day and see what uh, all of those companies and organizations coming to market. And just you're doing great work, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you as well. Thanks for uh, allowing us to share our story and most importantly, talk about the founders, the ones doing the hard work today um, that are really moving the needle forward in the workforce development space. So thank you and appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And thanks to everyone for listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. 
Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com. 